the Word of God. And I like to talk about it. But my, my calling is, is to get into a, a gift that came from God or inspiration for the people. And as Brother Ramsey has rightly said, it is not uh, uh, just uh, something ever that uh, well, like God has just done for one individual person or something, I'm just a, a little bit of part of it. But it was given to me in order that it should be demonstrated before the church that everybody might touch the vision of the supernatural part that God lives in the church today. And it's here to bless us all. And the blessing got touched with one of the finest ministers I've met. I believe these brothers here that just got to shake their hands about one. But there's certainly fine brothers. And I'm so glad to know that when we leave here, we leave these converts and so forth in hands of men like that, that love God. May God richly bless and May there be an old-fashioned revival starting from this religion and through the country, ready for the coming of the Lord. For I truly believe it's drawing close to Him. I do not wish you to say I was a fanatic and said when Jesus is coming right now. I, I do not know that. No one knows when Jesus is coming. Not even the angels, just the Father is all who knows. But he said, when we see these signs begin to come to pass, then get ready for the time of the hand. And we know we're right at the time. Now, in a, a day like this, the brethren give it to me, and usually on Saturday nights or something like that, I try to put in as much time as possible. The gift has such an effect, for it just pulls the life out of me. And sometimes I get to, I don't even know where I'm standing at. It's just such an anointing. You just get to a place... Many times, there's other reasons why they take me. I, we're just all God's children, aren't we? Just home folks, I believe you love me. I love you with all my heart. And many times that way, I hold myself on the gift. Now, it's not around me now, because I haven't been praying. I got up, had just a little bite of breakfast, and I won't eat any more public breakfast services, so forth. I have to keep empty. If, if you keep your stomach empty, the blood is at your brain. And you must be ready if you're all full when you're at the power of fasting. When you're, when you're full, the blood goes into your stomach to digest your food. And then when you're empty, it's in your, in your brain. So you can be just called them two spirits that the flow to deceive the very elected possible. And many, many times you hear it cry. I've heard people shout. As I told you, I hope I, God has let me find favor with you that you believe me. I've heard people shout when it wasn't God. I've heard people cry when it wasn't God. And there's sympathy sometimes. The devil wants to be petted. And it takes a real sheep razor to know the difference between a blade of a goat and a lamb. They're supposed to gather anything. And so therefore on this platform you must be very careful. See just one thing all Satan wants to, wants to throw out before the public. So therefore, I have to be passing, prayerful, every minute on the guard, watching for something. And now, on a service like this, it just feels like you just, we call it a street expression, just let down your collar and come in and talk. And, and you don't have to be looking at that, so just go to talk on the Word. And then, sometimes when it gets in that subconscious condition on a platform, those are calling people critics and names and meetings and names. And that causes a disturbance. Sometimes you get angry and up around about it. And I just try to hold it just exactly to one thing. That's on healing, what I'm representing here on divine healing and so forth. Now, if the patient's up here and something in the patient, why, it's called out. But sometimes out in the audience, it pulls right out the critics and so forth sitting there. We're feeling a discerning spirit and awful. 
And sometimes you have to speak very sharply, and you don't speak yourself to speak. And so it's a great day that we're coming into. Now, long ago I was talking to someone that all the days of evangelism will be after this church is done gone, and there'll be another age raised up. Don't you believe that? Now is the day. You get ready now. You're probably living one of the best days that you'll ever see. That's right. You take heed today to the Word of God. The Holy Spirit's been in the world for evangelism for 1,900 years and better. This is the day of evangelism, to move out and get the church in order. God is showing these signs in the order of God. Now, I'm, as I told you a while ago, I'm just a long way from being a preacher. I, I usually a little... I don't believe in joking at the platform. This is no place to joke. This is sacred. This is a platform. Thing. And... Um, uh, we mustn't do that. This is God's house, God's place. So we must be real sincere. Now, as a minister, I remember when I first got my papers, ordination papers at the Missionary Baptist Church, I thought I was a, a preacher. <laughs> I just love to tell everybody I was a preacher. And uh, it reminds me, one time I was, my father was, my mother is from Oklahoma and Texas. And she was born in the state of Kentucky, and my grandfather went west. My mother's mother came off the Oklahoma reservation. She's full blood Cherokee Indian. And my father's Irish. And my mother on the other side, but her father was Irish. And so there's forgiveness for that. <laughs> I say that so that we, that we know that God, no matter what we are, who we are, God will forgive us. That's right. Our okay. My father was a writer. And... He went west breaking cars with me, met my mother, they were married. I was born when my mother was 15 years old, and my father was 18, just children. And so I used to want to be like my dad. Next Sunday afternoon, the Lord willing, if we get to stay over for next Sunday, I wish to tell my life story on Sunday afternoon from the platform here. And how I love my daddy, and how I wanted to do things like dad did. And he used to like to ride, so I said, I want to be a rider also. I got to be a man. I used to take an old plow horse, and of the afternoon when the work was over, and I'd uh, put some cucklebirrs under the saddle and pull it down, you know, real good tight, get down behind the barn where the water and salt was, and get on the old horse, and poor old thing was tired. He took the stuff, so he just stand ball, you know, just cut his feet up and down. And I'd take off my straw hat and hit him like that. I thought I was a real rider, so one day, I, I got to be about 18 years old, I went out west, landed and everything, I thought I wanted to be a rider. I went out to the grill to find out if I could get a job riding in the rodeo, and I climbed up with a pair of Levi's on on the grill fence where it brought the horse out, and he had to come out to the stalls and catch his hand. I seen a fellow jump on the horse there, and my, my, sure didn't act like my old cow horse. Joe's that fellow, my, he had a handful of mane in his hand. And the fellow coming by his collar came by and said, I'll give any man fifty dollars he will sell him. I told him. Except him off by all those riders there. He said he would come right straight from me. He said, Are you a rider? I said, No. <laughs> I was very scared because I wasn't a rider. That just reminded me when I was first got ordained as a Baptist preacher. I'd carry my Bible under my arm, you know, and go down the street. And I'd say, are you a preacher? Yes, sir. See? 
one day I was at St. Louis, Missouri, I went into a tent meeting. There was a minister there by the name of Reverend Dard, who was a Pentecost preacher. And he got to preaching. My! He would preach till his breath would leave him. He'd turn red in the face, and his knees would go together, and he'd go plumb down to the floor and come back, touch his breath, and you hear him go about two squares. Still preaching. Someone said, are you a preacher? I said, no, sir. <laughs> I wasn't no preacher. I was a preacher all right till I met him. So when I come around with these Pentecost preachers, I say, I'm no preacher. <laughs> My old slow Baptist ways don't think of it that fast. So, so I just have to do the best I can. But I do love the Word of God. The Word is really good. And it's good to our hearts. And this afternoon... My brother is fixing to go away to the army in his city. They called him last night. He has to leave right away to return in the service. And uh, here not long ago, I preached a little subject on the resurrection of Lazarus. I don't know where anybody here has been preached on it or not in other places. If you have, raise your hand. Well, the resurrection of Lazarus, three or four. And um, he asked me, that was one of his favorite subjects. And now he asked me if I'd get on it some way for this afternoon. And I promised him that would be okay with me just a little bit. Our Heavenly Father, now we have come together this afternoon for one purpose, to speak of Thee and love Thee, and we all love You. And we come facing this today, knowing that today may be the, someone may steal their eternal destination from this service today, the attitude towards the Word. We realize that no one can come in a service and return and be the same person. We go out, if we reject, we go out worse than we were when we come in. And if we accept, we go out better than we were. So the Word cannot return void. It accomplished that which it is purpose for And now, Father, realizing that maybe many unsaved here today, and to speak before them uh, this Word. Now, I pray, God, that you will... Take the word by the Holy Spirit and may it give out to each one. May everyone be blessed, Father. Keep us humble. We realize that, that we are nothing in this earth. And we may not live to see the sunset this afternoon. We may go out to meet God before that time. And now, Father, bless thy servants this afternoon. And help me as I minister the word of grace to the people. For I ask it in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. <clears throat> what could we do without Jesus? We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Jesus. Now, friends, I'm just a little funny about standing up and speaking before people because I haven't got any education. So now, uh, don't judge me by my my education, but for what I mean, what's on my heart, if you will. Um, I wish to read this portion of Scripture found in St. John's 11th chapter. If you would like to read just a, a little with me, and I'll pray with me, if you will, for just a short time. I'll try to close, not keep you too long, so you can be here for the evening service. The 11th chapter of St. John, let's begin about the 20th verse of the 11th chapter. 
Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if I had been here, my brother had not died. I love that, don't you? Just listen to this reading of the word. Let me read that 21st verse again. Listen. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask God, God will give it to thee. Jesus said unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. That is the attitude of a coach. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. These those Jews believe in the general resurrection. Listen to the 25th verse. Notice, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? She said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which is coming to the world. May God add his blessings to his word. Now, let everyone just forget about the work you have to do tomorrow, what you've done last week, and let's think of Jesus just now. And get this story kind of in our mind of, of him and seeing at this time. This was during the time of his beginning of his ministry. His ministry had gotten great. Uh, calling so much that he couldn't go to different, he had to go to different parts of the country, I mean, to minister to those who were in need. And it had a very hard time. Isn't it strange that God takes those things of low estate and brings them up? When he was born, he was born with a black name to begin with. Black mark on his name. He was posing to, to have been a legitimate child, or, or an illegitimate child. Born by Joseph, being his father before he and Mary was married. Someone not long ago told me, he said, Brother Branham, don't you believe that that was just a little bit of a slip-up like we have in all days? And I said, no, sir. I believe that he was true. I believe that he was truly the Son of God. He was God's Son. And he said, it's against all scientific research, Brother Branham. He was a scientist. He said, it's against all scientific research for anything like that to happen. And he said, first place, your thought of God is just psychology. He said, there is no such a thing. He said, it's the truth that people believe in that. I said, no, I, I differ with you, my friend. No, I said, I know there is. He said, now don't you think that if Joseph was really the father and he was just a, uh, a good man, a good teacher, and a smart man, and they just made a religion around him? I said, no, sir. I believe that he was the virtuous, strong son of God. And I said, I believe it with all my heart. He said, well, it could not have been born without he had an earthly father. So now corn has to have a poem. All things have to be told between natural, between male and female, and it's utterly impossible for any child to be born without a direct uh, sexual affair of a male and female. And he said it has to have an earthly father and mother. I 
said, brother, or friend, I couldn't call him my brother, but I said, friend, look, that's, I differ with you. I said, now, you were just telling me a while ago, according to some of the Darwin's ethics or something, that the first man, when he came here, it was a germ, uh, come on the earth, as moon and star began, maybe it was a tadpole and so forth. I said, I want to ask you something. If you will credit him of having an earthly mother, but you can't believe he come here without having an earthly father, he said, that's exactly right. It's against all scientific research. I said, then, if you will credit him of having an earthly mother and can't believe that God was his father, and you say that he had to have a both earthly father and mother, or he could not have been here, so that's right. I said, how did the first man get here without father or mother then? Let it be what he wants to be, see? Let him be, if he was a monkey or a tadpole, whatever he was, who was his father and mother? There you are. You have to bring it back to he, God the Creator. And God the Creator created a blood cell in the womb of Mary. Come from the Father, which is God by virgin birth, and that is the Son of God, who we love and cherish today, who died and gave his blood at Calvary, that we might have remission of our sins and healing of our bodies. That's my faith in the gospel of Christ. Now, I believe it with all my heart. Uh, if today, if we should have an altar call in, in, uh, in this city today, and 10,000 people would come to Christ, and all 10,000 would die tomorrow, and 50 years from the day I would return back, and they would come back, and I would be laying here dying, and they'd say, oh, that's fake, that's fake, Jesus is the Christ. No, sir, we done been there and come back, and we know it is the Christ. And I was dying, I said, let me go in Jesus, for I believe in no matter what. If I prayed for 10,000 people and every one of them died an hour after I prayed for them, I'd still die. I'd say, I believe in divine healing, for it's the word of God, and I know it's the truth. That's right. Them theories don't change God's word, no, sir. God's word is eternally true, and it's right, and our faith is based on that. And I'm not saved today because I got out the altar and cried. I'm not saved today because I'm not saved because the word of God tells me I'm saved. Satan can whip me around anywhere on how you feel, but I believe it because God said so, and I accept him up on the basis of his word. That's how I was saved. I believed it and confessed it, and then it works the result. But the first thing I'm saved because God's word teaches I'm saved. That's how you're saved if you're saved. Satan can whip you on your ideas and things, but he can't go around the word of God. Jesus said, it is written, and that's settled it with all. It is written in the scriptures. Now when he was there, he was born, as I said, in the world, coming here with a black mark on his knees. How did God so marvelously brought him here? Just before his coming, the age it got just about like it has come to recently, and to a backslidden condition. Israel had been brought into captivity by the Romans, and there they had been taken away, and the priests had got to a place and got away from the supernatural part of God, been teaching just upon a doctrine of their own uh, theories of what they taught. As Jesus said, you teach for commandments the word of man, making the word of God of non-effect. And that's about the kind of a time that he was born, but God has always had a witness here on earth for him. Now, notice, then, during this time, just before his, his birth, before God does anything here on earth, I want you to catch this close, before God does anything on earth, 
He always sends a witness from heaven to declare it. Now, before Jesus was born, why, God sent a witness of this. Signs and wonders begin to appear of his coming, just as it's appearing today by witnesses of his second coming again. See? Signs and wonders. This is a day that there's never been an age through all the church ages that's ever produced what this age is producing right now. For it's the coming of the Lord drawing near, don't you believe it? Drawing nigh, rather. And we're nearing the time of the close of this world's history when Jesus shall come. Notice, signs begin to appear. There was a man by the name of Zacharias and his wife, Elizabeth, righteous, holy people, keeping the commandments of God, walking in all the statues and artists of God, blameless. That's the kind of a home we need today. Don't you believe it? And instead of that, in the church today, we have everything else. What holiness and righteousness. But they were righteous people, godly people, walking in the commandments of the Lord, keeping all the ordinances blameless. That life was a priest at the temple, and his office was to burn incense while prayer was being made. And one day, while he was in the temple burning incense, Gabriel, an angel from God, came down and stood for the altar of incense and said, Zechariah, fear not, your prayers is heard. Oh, I love that. His, his wife was there. She hadn't had any children. She's past the age of bearing. But he lived right before God and believed on God. And all of his great, dark, long hours of weary. Finally, the angel comes and says, God has heard your prayer. Now, if you want God to hear your prayer, send an angel to your home. Live right. Do right. Treat everybody right. Be right before God. And God will grant that to you. Now, he said, now notice, sometimes in that day like it is now, when our prayers are a little bit lingered, we become dull, sense-bound. So Zechariah doubted that that could be so. He didn't believe it. And notice, after he had plenty of examples, now Sarah and Abraham, how old they were when Isaac was born, Hannah came to the temple, as the age of Aaron, went to the temple that day to serve God, probably women all up to shallow, maybe to see what kind of hat one another wore. But not Hannah, she went up with something in her heart, she wanted to talk to God. And she prayed in such deep sincerity, so the priest misunderstood her. That's the day sometimes we're called fanatics because we pray and cry out to God. We're, just, we're not fanatics. Misunderstood. That's all. And then when he thought she was drunk, they did the same thing on pretty calls. They do the same thing today. She said she was not drunk, but she was praying God take away her reproach. He blessed her. And as soon as she received a blessing from the priest, notice, didn't wait now. God could have put the baby in her arms right then. But she went home happy, knowing that in due season, God would bring it to pass. That's the kind of people we need today, taking God at his word. Then he has that example and many others. But being a priest, studying the word, and still doubted how his wife, as old as she was, could have a baby. After that, he by him. Notice, but the angel of God will perform his word 
He'll bring his word to pass because when season comes, harvest is right, God is going to send his word and perform his thing. Today, listen, I believe that God is going to call a people out of the Gentiles for his name. And this great ladder movement here of a revival sweeping a nation, when if the holiness people don't want it, he'll raise it up out of something else. That's right. It's got to be, it's got to come. He's able these stones for our children under Abraham. What's the matter? We've let down the bar. Compromising. No minister used to think we let down a bar. We compromise with sin. We let out a bar as the sheep got out. How did the goats get in? You let out a bar. That's what it is. Let out on the word. We're getting stiff and starchy. Pray to come back to the old-fashioned gospel. That's right. The old salvation that makes you clean up, pick up. That's right. Make right and come before God. That's what's the matter of the church today. We need a revival. We don't need a new seminary. We don't need new preachers. We don't need new church buildings. We need a revival in what we got. That's what it is. Hurry up. Amen. All right, I'm not amen myself, but amen means so be it. I believe it with all my heart. That's what the world needs today is an old-fashioned, God-sent, God-boosted religion. Oh, St. Paul, revival in the fire of the Holy Ghost back into the church again. That might be pretty strong for a Baptist, but that's right. True. I'm a Pentecostal Baptist. I got the Holy Ghost since I've been a Baptist. That's right. No. Please up. Test aside. Make a different person, a new creature in Christ Jesus. All right. Here's what we need. Then he doubted it to be so, but God's going to confirm his word. Don't you worry. God's able these souls to rise, should have Abraham said John. But then in all of that, what's taking place? God was sure to bring it to pass. God was a season at the time. His words ever caused to fit the same place when that prophetic wheels begin to roll together. It's got to happen. And that is coming a time when there's Right now, in the near future, right now, in the near future, there will be great judgment going to be upon these nations that forget God. When you put up the last in the last few days and see around this country under the name of religion and living the way people's living, no of religion and living the way people's living, no wonders, communistic things break out of things where they are. No wonders, communistic things break out of things where they are.
social gospel denying the blood, denying the power, denying the Holy Ghost, and all. But thank God there is some who does believe it. Notice. But this little woman, Zacharias, I say, he had much scriptures behind him to believe were miracles that happened on the same order. But Mary, there had never been a baby born like that. But notice, instead of fussing at the angel, like Zacharias did, she said, Behold, thy hands made of Lord. Be it unto me according to your word. Oh, I love that. There it is. Take him at his word. Don't try to figure it out how it's going to be. Just take him at his word. And notice, as soon as she got his word and heard his word that she was going to have a baby, she didn't wait till she was positive. She didn't wait till she felt right. She started right out testifying about it. God, give us some more Marys down here in Cleveland. They will take God out of his word and testify about it before anything happens. Just pull the word of God says so. Amen. And maybe I'm testing you out there. That thing's got an awful voice. Look! I don't need to yell at you. But sometimes I get this speaking when you feel a response of the Holy Spirit coming back, knowing there's anchors somewhere. Hard to hold right. That's right. Notice. She's talking at his word. God said she's going to have a baby. Told it by an angel. That was good enough for her. Away she went testifying. Telling people she was going to have a baby before there was any sign of anything. She had the word of God. That's good enough. That's good enough for me this afternoon. If he's Jehovah Rabbi, the healer, if he promised to heal me, I'll take him at his word. If he promised who the Holy Ghost was to me, I'll say it until it comes. That's all. Right. He promised it. Stay with it. Take him at his word and stay right there. That's the only way to do it. All right, I can see her. She's so happy she won't tell somebody else about it. Somebody else, if people get saved today, they think, well, maybe I better keep still my neighbor don't believe in this. Huh? You never really got saved. I don't believe. No, sir. You can't hold it. That's right. So, well, I, I'm afraid to testify of healing. Afraid to, uh, the, the, the doctor won't like it. Brother, if you got healing, you'll testify about it. Don't hold it. Tell it. Right. Turn it out to somebody else. You're overcome by the... Right. Turn it out to somebody else. You're overcome by the blood of the Lamb and your testimony. That's how you overcome. Notice. Mostly. Now, let's follow the fire. Let's watch Mary. The angel told her that. She said, Behold, I am said of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Went around again, happy and rejoicing. She said she's going to have a baby. She knows no man. Impossible with man, but not impossible with God, for all things are possible to them that believe. She believed God, took him at his word. When the angel met me in the room that night and said to me, go do this, son said, aren't you afraid that you'll make a mistake? No, sir. I can't make a mistake. Certainly not. I can't, but as long as you're here, I can't make a mistake. That's right. I remember you know, long ago standing up in the mountains. I love to hunt. I was way in the mountains hunting elk late night. All my life, that's how I learned of God, was the hunting, being out. I never went to shows, dances, never smoked drink. I was a black sheep shirt out. And all of them laughed at me. But I'd go hunting. And out there in the woods, I'd see a sunset and a cry. I hear the wind blowing through the leaves of trees. I want to roam out. Watch all them trees here. How does it die in the wintertime? Come back to life in the summer. How the little flowers that go away and come up again? 
powerful winds and throwing several seed up and bury it in the ground and tears from the fire would bear the seed. Is that all of it? No. The ground would freeze and the seed would burst the purple ground. Is that all? No. In there, there's a germ of life. Just as sure as that warm spring sun begins to shine, yet all soft petals, soft seed, puffs, everything else fall for the flower. But God made a way for that flower to live again. Just as soon as that sun goes to shine, there's a germ of life in there somewhere that stays to the freeze. Now I tell you, it'll live again. And if God made a way for a flower to live again, what about a man that's made in his image? The freeze might come, but when a man's born again of the Spirit of God, there's life in there, eternal life. They'll stay in these trees. And when the Son of Righteousness rises with healing in his wings, there'll be a church to go up beneath the air. Amen. I'm going to call me holy over anyhow. I might as well have a good time anyhow. So there you are. Notice. Yes, there is a life. Comes from God that only God alone can give. The freeze might come. They might break you this way or that way. But when that germ of life in there will stay. That's right, and God will bring it forth again in the resurrection. Oh, my. Plenty of them, I was telling you, one fall, I remember, about four years ago, I grew up in Colorado. I go 70 miles back to horseback, the little ranch out there, where nobody goes, way up on top of the trail sheet, just to be alone. The little rancher and I, he sleeps by my side at night on the snow in a, in a little tent bag, and at nighttime, we lay up there looking at stars. First time with him, I told him about the Lord, he was unconverted. I felt a hand reaching over under my flat bag about one o'clock in the morning. The preacher, I said, yes. He said, look like him, I said, oh, and I said, oh, God bless you, brother, let's say look like That's right. The deep, calling to the deep, there's got to be a deep to respond to it. Well, one day I was up in the mountain going along. It was early in October, and the breezes are coming, the sounds are going, the wind is blowing against the evergreens and storms. I got behind a tree, and I was standing like this. The wind blowing, I was waiting. The storm passed over and the sun came out. I walked down behind the trees, and blow down near. I looked, and all the, I've been cold while the rain was blowing, swirled all over the, the evergreens, and the sun was setting down through the crevices of the rocks over there. Flickering against that, I made a rainbow come down through the valley. Oh my. I looked at it, and I stayed my gun, and I said, Oh, Jehovah God! 70 miles from civilization. I sit down, old green horse got the highway up on the rim, and they answered out the bottom, the elk heard been lost, they heard them bugling one to another. Then the deep began to call to the deep, and you know, something in nature that pulls out. I love your God's in his nature. Look at the sunset. Get saved once, and watch how different things look when you get saved and look at God in his nature out there. That's right, standing looking at that, I thought, oh my, how wonderful. How would I have to go down here and not run around and around and around the tree and shake my hands if somebody would have come by? They thought I was out of the insane institution. I screamed to the top of my voice. I said, oh God, oh God, how great you are. Why would it be that I ever had to go down into the valley? I remember Peter and said, it's good to be here with still three tabernacles. Look at that. Oh, I heard something moving. I look over here and there's a big old eagle. I've been flapping moving. I look over here and there's a big old eagle. He's under the brush. Before me, unless you wanted me to see, I wouldn't have put an eagle before me. Unless you wanted me to see, it's probably got to see about him. Oh, dark is ours. 
Don't worry, Jesus will be along. Maybe you are just our sister. Maybe your sister. Maybe yours, brother. But don't worry, Jesus will come along. He's always there just in the darkest of hours. Every thing there. Christ, I can hear him raise, or see him raise and say, 
Thy brother shall rise again. She said, Yea, Lord, you raise again at the last day, for he was a good boy. Did he believe in that general resurrection at the last day? He said, She said, Yeah, Lord, he, you raise at the last day. Look at him. The Bible said there's no beauty we should design. The little skinny looking fellow, probably, probably skinny and pony, but I see pretty little stuff together. But I am the resurrection in life. Oh, my! I still believe he's the resurrection life. I am the resurrection life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Whosoever will live and be with me shall never die. Leave us thou this. She said, Yo, Lord, look. Oh, there's the gift of God before it. There's everything that she has need of. She's approaching it right. The wheels are coming together. She regards him as Lord and title. That's what he was. Hold him the Son of God. Even now, Lord, I believe whatever you ask God, God will do it. See? And I believe that thou art the Son of God which has come into the world. Oh, my. Something has to happen. When things like that is not the right spot, something has to happen. I know that by experience. I see 